Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. So today, we're here because I want to share with you five things that top freight brokers say no to. Now, this is an important topic because one of the challenges with people, especially entrepreneurs, is they have a tendency to try to say yes to everything. And that's a huge mistake, right? So I'm gonna share with you five things, five very important things that you, as a freight broker or freight agent, need to understand when they happen to you and the fact that it's okay to say no. As a matter of fact, it's not only okay, but it's important that if you wanna grow a highly successful and profitable freight brokerage, that you absolutely learn to say no. Okay. Number one is anything that is not a good fit. Whenever something is not a good fit. Now, what do I mean by that? So let's say, for example, you got presented an an opportunity from a shipper that was outside of your niche. So you are focused in on van freight out of the Northeast, like I did when I first started. And somebody comes to you and says, hey, listen, I want you to handle drayage freight out of the port of Houston, okay? There's no synergies there. They're totally different niches. They're totally different types of customers. And so I want you to understand the importance of being able to say no, because everything you say yes to means that you're going to have to say no to something else. And if you've identified your niche, like I did when I first got started, Northeast outbound van freight, saying yes to things that are not in your niche is going to be a huge distraction, okay? And, and it's going to take, you, take your focus away from the business plan, from the, from, the, from the game plan, from the strategy that you've defined for your business. So I'll give you an example. When I first started, I did Northeast outbound van freight. I would have salespeople that would come to me. I'd have shippers that would come to me and say, I remember one in particular, a salesperson came to me and said, he was all excited and he said, hey, Dennis, I've got this great opportunity. They want to uh, ship from um, the port of Houston to Regina, Saskatchewan on flatbeds. And I looked at him and I laughed and he had it on a piece of paper and he handed it to me. And I literally had told this guy tons and tons of times, I said, listen, I want you to focus in on our niche, Northeast Outbound. And I took the paper, I crumpled it up, and I threw it at him. And it might not have been, uh, it might not have been the most uh, uh, friendly thing to do. It might not have been even the smartest thing to do. But the reason why I want you to understand that is because had I taken time away from him and time away from my business and time away from my focus to focus on any type of niche, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. Riches are in niches. The reason why I was able to do over $200 million as a freight broker is I became very focused on the plan. And the plan was to identify that niche uh, and, then, and then extract customers from that niche and build a successful business. So that's number one. Whenever, the, whenever it's not a good fit, you need to learn to say no. And if it's outside of your niche, then you need to learn to say no. And that doesn't mean you can only have one niche. That doesn't mean you can't pursue it later, Okay. Number two, whenever you cannot meet expectations. So for example, if you have a customer who is setting unrealistic expectations, 
Um, and you have a choice at this point, a prospect or a customer, you have a choice to say yes to these unrealistic expectations or to say no to these unrealistic expectations. You need to learn to say no. The goal here, the secret to success, in a, particularly in a service-based business, is to under-promise and over-deliver, right? So what you don't want to do is what most freight brokers do, which is when they say yes to things that are unrealistic, they over-promise and then they under-deliver, right? So doing that can cause you lost opportunities, lost customers, lost revenue. That's just one example or anything where there's unrealistic expectations. You need to learn to say no to anything that go, falls back into unrealistic opportunities, okay, where you cannot meet the requirements of that opportunity, okay? So if you can't meet the requirements, you got to learn to say no, right? All right, so that's number two, when you can't meet the expectations. Number three, now, as an entrepreneur, as a freight broker, as a freight agent, you are going to have lots and lots and lots of distractions, okay? It's just part of the game. It's just how it is. And what you need to learn to do is to say no to those. A perfect example of that is I remember when I started my freight brokerage, um, and particularly for the first several years, I had people coming to me all the time wanting me to to start other businesses, launch other business ventures, other business opportunities, other investment opportunities, right? And what I learned, what I had learned previous to this, right, previous to starting my freight brokerage was the secret to success is focus, right? That old Bill Gates, um, I think Steve Jobs or uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett video where uh, they're asked the question, what's the secret to success? And they both write it down on a piece of paper and they both hold up the separate piece, pieces of paper and the, the word on each one of those is focus. So you need to learn to avoid distractions. So having, you know, pursuing all kinds of different business opportunities or having multiple businesses, particularly as a startup, right? Um, other things like social media apps that aren't directly tied back to your marketing efforts, right? That are not, that are more personal in nature, that you're not using to get customers, right? Uh, a distraction for me that I quit over 20 years ago was watching television news. I don't watch the news. It drives my wife crazy because my wife loves to watch the news. Um, but I don't watch television news. Uh, you know, there's that old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. All they ever talk about is things that are negative and politics. I don't, I don't have time for that, right? Um, I need to focus on my plan. And my plan, whether it be for my business or personal, doesn't involve that. So you need to learn to say no to distractions, anything that's a distraction, okay? That's number three. Number four, when you are overloaded. So what I mean by that is whenever you are operating at full capacity plus plus, right? Your capacity is 100, and maybe you're at 100 or 105 or 110 capacity of your capability, whatever that is, whether that be the amount of loads you can do, whether that be, um, you know, the back office, billing, whatever it is, whenever you are overloaded, and that means you and or your team, whenever you are overloaded, you need to learn to say no, Okay. Very important because if you don't say no when you are maxed out, 
That's typically going to be when you're going to run into all kinds of service errors, billing errors, uh, errors that are going to cost you customers and revenue. Okay. So anytime that you are overloaded as an individual broker agent or as your team, right? This is your team as well. You need to learn to say no, right? Very important because that's when all kinds of issues are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen, right? Because you're already capped out. Plus, it's also going to burn you out. And more importantly, it can burn your team out when you're running at full capacity. When you're redlined for a day, it's fine. But when you're redlined for a month or several months or several years, that causes burnout. Okay? So that's number four. Whenever you're overloaded. Number five. Whenever it's not profitable. Let me say that again. Whenever it's not profitable. Now, I added this one because I want you to understand not all customers and not all lanes within those customers and not all opportunities within a given prospect or customer are profitable. Your job is to seek out where the profit is based upon the niche and the experience and the expertise and the work you're willing to do. And so whenever it's not profitable, I highly, I highly suggest you learn to say no. Let me give you an example of one that I remember happening to us in the past. I had a salesperson. They had a big customer and that customer had lots of volume and they started giving us lots of volume. And in order to get that volume, the salesperson had to drop the rates down to a point where we were only making about 50 bucks a load, gross profit. Now that gross profit, that's before the cost of sales, that's before bad debt, that's before um, uh, credit cost, right? That's before any cost associated. So we were making a, a gross $50 per load, okay? That was before billing, that was before collections, that was before any cost associated with processing. And what I realized was, after a while, we were doing all this volume, but the amount of volume that it took, we had to add employees. We had, uh, we had all this commission we had to pay. We had all this, and what it came down to is we were ultimately losing money. When we did the math, we were breaking even or losing money on that lane, on those specific lanes. And so what I realized was all we were doing is burning ourselves out for no profit. And there was also an opportunity cost associated with that profit or with that, with that, you know, with that customer, because we couldn't spend our time on other customers, right? We didn't have time to bill other customers. We didn't have time to service other customers. So there's an opportunity cost there. So what we did, we decided that it didn't make sense. And of course the salesperson was upset, but ultimately he pivoted into some other lanes that were a lot more profitable, didn't have the same volume, but at the end of the day, the net net profit for the organization grew because we made that strategic decision, okay? Very important that you understand. Um, my suggestion to you as a broker and agent is to do your absolute best to focus on not making less than $100 per load because by the time you invoice it and collect it and the cost of credit and the cost of sales, you're barely making any money at the end of the day, okay? So focus on a minimum of $100 per load uh, and you're always going to make sure you're making a little bit of profit. Obviously, you should try to focus on a little bit more depending upon the type of load, but typically profit margins fall in that 10 to 20% range, somewhere usually in the 150 to maybe $350 per load range. So I hope that helps. Those are the five. I'm going to summarize them really quick. 
when it's not a good fit, when you can't meet expectations, when it's a distraction, when you're overloaded, or when it's not profitable. So those are the five times that top freight brokers say no. And the reason why is because of all the reasons I just gave you, but number one on the list is focus. If you don't learn to say no, you're never gonna be able to focus and put all of your energy that you need in order to grow a highly profitable and successful freight broker. So those are the five uh, tips I wanted to share with you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, if you're curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent, and you're looking for some help, maybe you're hobbling together some information on YouTube and, and maybe you got searched Google a little bit, but you haven't quite filled in all the blanks and you don't have the confidence, check out FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. We cover the entire process from A to Z. We've trained over 10,000 students and we have a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee. I can't make it much easier than that. You can check that out at FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. Appreciate you guys being here and I'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.